Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 6.30 p.m. Saturday, December 23rd, and 15 minutes of the latest news brought to you by the makers of B.C. Headache Powders. The next time you have a headache, try a B.C. powder for quick, soothing relief. Now, here is Frank Singeiser reporting from the W.O.R. Newsroom. Good evening. The hopes of the United Nations flew with the Lied Airmen today as they took off for their first all-out blow at the week-old German winter offensive. With the weather on their side for the first time... Thousands of warplanes, from flying fortresses to Lancasters to combat fighters, went out to meet the Hun, who in eight heartbreaking days has broken from his defenses in the Siegfried Line and has driven back into Belgium and Luxembourg, back to within 29 miles of historic Sedan. And as the fury of Allied air power was unleashed, Berlin reported that General Patton's 3rd Army tanks have opened a great counterblow against the south flank of the 50-mile breakthrough area. Troops of the American 1st Army also have scored their first major defensive victory of the eight-day-old battle. They have prevented two German columns from joining 40 miles inside Belgium. It was a day of hope for the Allies, hope that their airmen might turn the tide of battle as they had at Kasserine Pass and again at Abranche. And returning pilots say the German columns today provided the best targets to come within their sights since the Nazis streamed in ragged retreat through Normandy. Incomplete reports say at least 100 German planes were destroyed. But it was also a day of prayer, because all the news was not good. Front reports indicate that the Americans have lost both Saint-Dix and Stavolo in Belgium after two time-saving stands. And farther south near the French border, field reports say German tanks have battered into Bastogne and swept on to within 23 miles of the French frontier. This report is particularly alarming since it is 48 hours behind actual development. It indicates that if the Germans are moving at even half their announced speed of a mile an hour, they may by now have reached France itself. Four flights of big transport planes have dropped supplies to American troops in the Bastogne area. That town is spelled B-A-S-T-O-G-N-E. This indicates our forces still are holding out in or near the city. Another ominous note was sounded by the return to the air of what may be the Luxembourg radio. The station identified itself as the German radio and gave German news reports. But technicians say it probably is Radio Luxembourg. And if so, the city of Luxembourg appears to have fallen again to the Germans. At any rate, Allied headquarters concedes that none of Germany's three deepest thrusts had been completely halted as of Thursday noon. But headquarters stresses that the American stand west of San Beef was very important. The Americans took up favorable high ground positions west of the highway junction and apparently hurled back repeated German attacks. This stand kept apart the two most dangerous columns moving through Belgium. Meanwhile, three German parachute spies dressed in American uniforms are revealed to have been captured and executed behind American lines. United Press correspondent Walter Cronkite says the spy scare has gripped the capital of Paris as well. He says officials are warning that a fifth column may be attempting to rise from the sewers of Paris. And headquarters has confirmed that the Nazis now are busy 
trying to shatter American communications ahead of the advancing Germans. Across Europe, another famed capital is watching toward the east with apprehension tonight, for Moscow reveals that powerful Soviet assault forces have driven through northern Hungary to within nearly a hundred miles of Vienna. A late communique says Red Army troops now are lined up along the Ipoli River, I-P-O-L-Y, on an 18-mile front about 40 miles above Budapest. And below Budapest, another furious tank and infantry battle is raging near the southern road to Vienna. Late reports say that 107 Nazi tanks have been destroyed in this battle. Berlin nervously reports that the Russian bear is about to strike in a supreme bid to end the war this winter. Meanwhile, a Russian state atrocity commission says that the Germans have tortured and murdered some 700,000 persons at the great concentration camp at Lvov. The report says the prisoners included British and Americans, although the majority of the victims were Russians and Poles. One of the most monstrous crimes the Germans reportedly devised was a murder by ice. The prisoner would be stripped in midwinter and placed outside in a water-filled barrel until he froze to death. In Greece, some 20,000 anti-government ALAS troops are advancing steadily in an offensive against rightist forces in the Northwest Mountains. The leader of the rightists has appealed to the British for help in fighting the ALAS in his territory. And now before the news from the Pacific, here's a word from Charles Stark. During this, the biggest weekend of the year, you want to make every moment count. A headache has no place in your scheme of things. Yet, sometimes a headache arrives and you hate to take time out of a Christmas party to coddle it. You want to relieve it as quickly as possible. Well, you can if you'll turn to B.C. This popular product, composed of effective ingredients that dissolve quickly and act promptly, works speedily for headache relief. It is put up in a plant which is under the constant supervision of a registered pharmacist and is prepared with a keen eye towards your welfare. You'll also find B.C. excellent for the relief of neuralgic pains and muscular aches. So as a precaution, buy a package of B.C. headache powders tonight and be free to enjoy yourself to the fullest this weekend. Use B.C. only as directed and consult a physician if pains persist or recur frequently. More news and Frank Singizer. American airmen have turned their raids against the chain of islands guarding the southern approaches of Japan into a full-fledged offensive. They have focused their guns on that string of bases for the 15th straight day. Admiral Nimitz reveals that Mitchell bombers, flown by Marine pilots, have hit Japanese shipping in the Bonin and Volcano groups, firing at enemy vessels with rocket projectiles. Liberators of the Pacific Strategic Air Force also joined the attack, bombing Iwo Island, 750 miles from Tokyo. The communique does not reveal results of the joint attack. But American raiders during the past two weeks have taken sizable tolls of supply boats and airstrip installations in the island groups. North of Japan, liberators of the 11th Air Force have bombed and strapped targets on Onikotan Island in the Kuril chain, meeting only meager anti-aircraft fire. All our planes returned safely from the Kuril raid. The Nimitz announcement reports other smaller operations against the dwindling enemy island ring in the southwest Pacific. Marine fighters have bombed and strapped supply and ammunition dumps on Babeltop, the largest enemy-held island in the Palau group. That island is spelled B-A-B-E-L-T-H-A-U-P. Marine torpedo planes hit installations at Yap in the far western Carolines. Other planes of a solid pagan island in the Marianas and Japanese garrisons in the Marshalls. 
Announcement of the new series of air attacks follows Japanese reports of continued super fortress activity over Japan itself. Radio Tokyo says two more B-29s have flown over southern Honshu Island, presumably to check results of yesterday's B-29 blow on Nagoya. And earlier today, the enemy radio said a single super fort dropped fire and demolition bombs on Tokyo. A late communique from the wide Philippine headquarters says American heavy bombers escorted by fighters launched a surprise attack on Clark Field on Luzon. Disorganized Japanese ground forces on Leyte Island are watching their last chance for escape wither away under a steady barrage by American artillery. Palampon, the only fort still open to the doomed enemy units, is taking its second straight day and night of pounding by our big guns. American troops are closing in on the town from positions 10 miles or so away. Only a fraction of the Japanese 35th Army, which once numbered some 50,000 men, now can hope to flee the island in small boats. And those enemy troops which managed to escape into the hills of northwestern Leyte are being hunted down by Filipino guerrillas. United Press correspondent Frank Hewlett says that the guerrillas are a serious menace to Japanese on Leyte as well as on other Philippine islands. Correspondent Hewlett says the Filipino bands are doing such effective work that the Americans may not have to land on more than a half dozen of the 7,000-odd islands in the Philippines. Here at home, it's goodbye to horse racing for the time being, at least, for the sport of kings has joined the wartime casualty list. On the heels of a request by War Mobilization Director Burns for all racetracks to close on January 3rd to save critical material, labor, and transportation, American track owners have voluntarily agreed to suspend their meat. From California, Louisiana, Illinois, Florida, and New York, across the width and breadth of the country, Racing spokesmen say that they will comply with the Burns order. Some scheduled meetings have been canceled, and others now going on will suspend operation on or before January 3rd. However, many racing men hope that the ban will be lifted before the spring and summer meets roll around. The Burns statement was not a formal order, but the so-called assistant president made it amply clear that he can and will cause trouble unless American racing fans are ready to give up the sport. Already the War Production Board has acted on one of the Burns' suggestions and ruled that priorities of materials may be withdrawn for any business firm failing to abide by WMC regulations. So it seems to be a situation of comply or else. Stan Lomax will give you further details in a few minutes. The only one who seems completely happy about the turn of events is New York City's Mayor LaGuardia, famous foe of bingo and other forms of gambling. Says he, it's a good idea. I'm for Jimmy Burns for president. Rail stocks climbed to new highs of seven years in today's otherwise quiet, firm market session. Dow Jones closing averages showed industrials up 20 cents, rails up 15 cents, and utilities 8 cents higher. Bonds rallied near closing time after early irregularity. Sales totaled 530,000 shares. Curb stocks were irregular also. Curb turnover was 142,000 shares. Cotton markets were closed for the holiday. Grains moved narrowly with wheat steady, corn easier, and barley firm. Right after Charles Stark's announcement, I want to introduce to you someone I'm sure you will want to know. Here's something to remember in the event you find yourself with an unexpected headache this holiday weekend. A B.C. headache powder taken right away can help relieve the disturbing pain. That means a great deal when you're in a hurry and haven't time to spare. 
B.C. is composed of several different and fast-acting ingredients in powder form. These ingredients dissolve quickly and can promptly soothe your headache. Yes, and B.C. is on sale at all drugstores in 10 and 25-cent packages. Carry it with you in your pocketbook or wallet. You'll be prepared for that next headache and several headaches to come. Use B.C. only as directed and consult a physician if pains persist or recur frequently. Remember, B.C. headache powders are on sale at your drugstore. Just the letters B and C. Once again, Frank Singizer. Many of the listeners in this audience know that recently I have been given an additional news assignment on WOR Mutual. In fact, I'll be on the air over WOR Mutual at 8 o'clock this evening. In connection with my network broadcasts, I have assumed certain responsibilities which make it physically impossible to keep up my seven-day-a-week schedule. It is with great regret that I've had to make this decision. I have the opportunity tonight to thank both the 630 sponsors on WOR for the loyal and continuous support during the years since September 1938, when I first began to bring you the news each evening at this time. I want to introduce to you the man who, beginning next Monday, will be your regular WOR 630 news reporter. He's no stranger to many of you who listen to WOR's 11 o'clock newscasts in the evening. He's here in the studio with me now. Before turning this microphone over to him, I would like to mention that he has had a great deal of experience in the field of news reporting. He is from Tipton, Indiana. In addition to his work for Universal News Service as telegraph editor on the Indianapolis Star and also as wire editor of Associated Press in Detroit, Fred Vandeventer has also been well known throughout the Middle West for his crisp and accurate news broadcast. He has already made a name for himself here at WOR. Here is Fred Vandeventer. Thank you, Frank Singizer. I realize how difficult it will be to drop into the spot you are leaving. You've built up a tremendous following among people who appreciate truthful reporting of the news. And ladies and gentlemen, it's been a tremendous responsibility to report that news during the past seven years. It has been a period the like of which the world has never known before, and I think the next seven years will be equally as momentous. It will be my purpose to report all of the news at this period every evening in the same factual manner which Frank Singizer has used. I appreciate the opportunity which has been given to me by WOR and the two sponsors and the responsibilities that opportunity entails, for I believe a fully informed public is certain to be free. To that end, I shall work. And a Merry Christmas to you all. To which I would like to add my own best wishes to each one of you for a very Merry Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, Santa Claus won't have to tack wheels onto his sleigh this year. He can come in on runners. The weatherman predicts snow for all parts of the country except the south and the Pacific coast. And now here's Charles Stark. Starting next Monday, the latest news with Fred Vandeventer will be presented every weekday night at 6.30. And now this is Charles Stark saying good night, and until next time, I'll be seeing you. Frank Singizer will analyze the news at 8 o'clock. Stan Lomax will follow station identification. This is Mutual. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.